0: Hey guys, GBC Podcast number 67. I'm Courtney Wise. And
1: no, I'm Shane Blankenship.
0: Alright, so we're going to talk about what you're going to tell us about on Sunday. You have um, titled your message, If You Have Faith For It, If um, There's Faith no, For It. No, just
1: The Faith For It. The Faith For It.
0: Yeah. I I, I, th- I envision like someone asking you a question and you going, If You Have The Faith For It.
1: Yeah, well the, the, the title is coming out of... Basically, an observation that I'm making that um, a guy in the story had the faith. Because I almost thought I'd just put the title as having faith for it or having the faith for it. Cause, and and for those who have been around Greenwood for a little while and, and uh, have been exposed to my preaching, um, every now and then I will throw out the phrase, um, "If you've got the faith for this, yes, or if you have the faith for it, you totally." Know, Here's a word for you. That Which is why thing, I right? just said
0: that. I've just like someone should ask you a question. You'd be like, "If you have the faith for
1: it, if you have the faith for it, yeah." Um, but the, it's a powerful powerful theme throughout the Gospels. I mean, you see it over and over again. And so this Sunday, um, I'm preaching what will be a familiar passage for a lot of people, a familiar story anyways, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's when Jesus goes to heal the centurion's servant. Um, So there's, I mean, there's obviously a lot of backstory um, to this, and we don't have to get into it here on this podcast. I'm certainly going to get into it on Sunday, so there's your teaser. Uh Um, But when it comes to the centurion and um, and Jesus or centurion and Jews period you know some of that backstory that I think is relevant for the podcast um, the relationship between Jews and Romans was not a good relationship and I think it's especially right now in today's world the easiest way to think about it is the relationship between Ukrainians and Russians Mm -hmm. Um, now I'm not a Ukrainian nor a Russian so I, I guess maybe I'm speaking out of turn here but I got a feeling that most Ukrainians if not all Ukrainians don't like um, the occupying Russian force in their country, right, right. like they don't, they don't they don't like what's happening um, and at the at the very least they don't like how it's happening uh, right. by any means so I think but if you can think about it from that perspective, I mean the Romans had occupied they're an occupying force in the Jewish land over the Jewish people uh, they are ruling them now they are letting them exercise rule over themselves but but at the same time they are. They are ultimately ruling those people. Um, so anyways, the re- relationship's not good. So I think it is significant to note that this centurion, this Roman officer, army officer, has the respect and the trust of the people. Uh, so much so that when his servant gets sick, you know, they, um, he sends elders to Jesus um, to come because his, his servant is sick and his servant's about to die. Um, and so he sends elders to Jesus um, to see if Jesus will come and heal a servant, you know, because he actually cares about a servant. And um, elders go, and then the elders start off by saying, um, you know, this man deserves to have you do this. He built our synagogue, which, you know, there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down right there that the, this centurion, that we don't even know his actual name, built the synagogue at Capernaum where Jesus taught, where you know Peter and John and James and Andrew, all those guys would have went to synagogue at this synagogue. Matthew's house was somewhere near uh, this synagogue. Um, Jairus, that I preached about a few weeks ago, um, um, when he went to Jesus to heal his daughter, Jairus is a synagogue ruler. Well, he ruled the synagogue at Capernaum. Um, um, it's like so, a portal. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all this stuff is so connected, and this guy is the one who built it. But anyways, all that to say, the Jews go, you know, the, the elders of the Jews go to Jesus and they say, he deserves to have you come and do this for him, to heal his servant, uh, because he's been so good to us, because he's cared about us, because he's built our synagogue, you know? Isn't
0: that funny, though, like how humans think, like, they're going to Jesus being like, dude, he deserves this. Oh, absolutely,
1: <laughs> right, yeah. I and mean, guilty, he, me too, you know? 100%, you know, we all fall into things that we deserve um, and what we think people owe us and, you know, that that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's another podcast for another day in and of itself but the point that i'm making in in the text is that jesus he does like he agrees to go with them right um and um it's verse 4 when they came to jesus they pleaded earnestly with him so i'm going to talk about what it means to plead this mm-hmm. sunday i feel like it's been a little while since i've talked about what it looks like to plead um, and what that means. We've talked about it before, but it's not something we weigh into.
0: Well, and I think it's cool like how the translations go because, you, you know, again, being Westerners, they just have a different language. And of course, from ancient to modern, I think it's always interesting when you can pull out a word and really flesh it out for us.
1: Yeah, because plead doesn't mean ask. It's like Plead is bigger than that. Yeah, plead is begging. I feel
0: like people you are know? on their knees crying.
1: Absolutely. yeah. yeah. There's, there's emotion behind yeah. the ask, if you will. Um, so they come to Jesus, and they plead earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. Verse 6. So Jesus went with them. And so one of the points that I'm making on Sunday is that um, they pleaded, and Jesus went with them. But don't get distracted by the fact that they say, Jesus, you know, he deserves this he deserves he to have you do this and he deserves it because he loves our nation and because he's built our synagogue Jesus does go with them after they plead but it's not because Jesus thinks oh yeah you know what he does deserve this yeah. um, Jesus isn't going Jesus already knows what's going to happen right Jesus Jesus knows what's going on here Jesus goes with them because of his faith um, and ultimately when you get to the to the end of this story if you will you um, when Jesus heard this in verse this is verse 9. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turning to the crowd following him. He said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Um, then the man who had been uh, sent returned to the house and found the servant well. So Jesus does this thing. He's not even present in the room. He speaks about this man's faith. Um, and so anyways, one of the, the early points that, I, that I'm making in the, in the message this Sunday is, if you're listening right now, please come on Sunday, anyways, and hear the whole message. But yes. um, don't just uh, don't just settle for this part of it. But
0: yeah, this is like a little snippet.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is just a little taste of it, um, if you will. But um, one of the points that that I'm making is that um, there's a lot of things working together, right? There is they are pleading, and mm-hmm. Jesus goes with them. But the centurion has the faith for Jesus to do this.
0: Can I insert something that's probably really not smart? Sure. Okay. At the expense of looking like an idiot on this podcast and in front (laughs) of you. Sounding like one. Um, Sounding like one. Um, Okay, so what I just wrote down is um, works, our works are like filthy rags Mm -hmm. to um, God. And I know I'm putting two scriptures together, but it's our faith that will save us. Absolutely. So I, I know that's from two separate things, but I'm, that's what I'm getting when I'm hearing you you talk, that like, yes, he might have done all this crazy stuff that's really good for his people, but those things are like filthy rags to God, and mm-hmm. it's our faith that will save
1: us. Absolutely, 100%. It, every, every, every human being in the world has, its, has his or her limitations, right? We're limited. Um, God is unlimited. He is not limited. Um, and faith... Uh, I think in a very real way, opens up that door to the unlimitlessness, like it it opens up the it gives you access to the unlimitedness of God, like he is not limited in what he can do. This man, he knows his he's limited, like as great as the guy was, and I'm gonna make a big case for him, because he's an awesome dude. He's an awesome guy. and People love him. But one thing he can't do is heal his dying servant. And he knows that. But he, but he has the faith that Jesus can.
0: Well, and like to your point, he's done so many cool things that they're saying. Mm-hmm. He's done so many cool things. Can't you do this for him? So yeah. I, I do think, I, I see the core. I'm, I'm tracking. Hopefully you guys are too.
1: No, and, and you know, ultimately, I don't make this point. I consider making this point. Um, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Um, and that's that's what we're that's what we're told in the New Testament. That's a that's a literal quote. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. So everything um, that that we do out of faith then becomes pleasing to god right mm-hmm. um but if we're not acting in faith then whatever the outcome is it's not pleasing to god again it would go down a huge rabbit hole with that but faith is necessary faith is again faith is what unlocks that access right. uh, to our heavenly father and then when we come up under alignment and under the authority of him because ultimately this this centurion is going to make this about authority because he's an army officer He understands where his authority comes from, Caesar. Mm -hmm. He understands how authority works. He understands that he can give orders and it can happen and he doesn't even have to be present. And so that's why when he sends his uh, second party to Jesus, hey, you don't even have to come into my house. Matter of fact, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. But I know how authority works. All you got to do is say the word. Say the word. You're operating with the authority that if you speak the word, it shall happen. Um, and, and Jesus does it,
0: and so lo and behold, it, it's His faith and it's not his faith. not His works that were, were the thing that.
1: That's right. It is we. It is we are saved by grace through faith, not by works. Yeah. So that no one may boast.
0: Okay, I love this story.
1: Um. So yeah, there's a there's a little bit of where we're going on Sunday. Well,
0: it's funny, and it's funny, like we, you guys, we hashed this out before, and we kind of just took a little, slightly different direction. But yeah. I'm gonna pull us back on to the other side because yep. originally I when I was listening to Shane's um, part of his message I was like you know it's it's always the symbolism that Always shocks me, you know. You can read these stories, and I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'm reading them half-cross-eyed. I'm like, what are they talking about? What's a centurion? I'm not even saying yeah. it right. centurion centurion. So how do centurion. you say it? Thank you. Um, You know, and, and why, how can I apply that to, to modern Western thinking? Because that's, that's what I am, reading mm-hmm. the Bible. But it's always the symbolism. It's always, like, if I could just... Any time I'm reading something that I don't understand, I'm like, okay, where where in this story does it point me to Jesus? Yeah, and in this story, it, it
1: does. Yeah, and it's always going to point you to Jesus, and, and, and you know maybe that's just the role of the pastor or the role of the preacher um, mm-hmm. to 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 make that known. I mean, I, I think that you can certainly get there in your own Bible study, uh, but for me, uh, last night, um, a guy named Donnie, um, who's who's in our our men's group, asked. Um, you know, he's a he's a new believer and so um he was he was kind of talking about a situation where like he's like man i, I should have said something to somebody i felt like i needed to or, or felt like i needed to pray with them uh, but then i didn't and then i felt bad about it and so <laughs> anyway so he's going you he telling this whole story and i was like well i said you know for what it's worth man don't don't beat yourself up over this um you're learning to discern the voice of God, Mm -hmm. what the voice of God, what the voice of Jesus, what the Holy Spirit is saying in you. I said, and you're a new believer, and so um, it's going to take some time. And I said, I'm encouraged, and I hope you will be encouraged by this. I said, I'm encouraged that you're convicted, um, that you felt like I think I should have said something, and then I didn't, and now i got this conviction. Um, And so he didn't say anything. Um, And I was like, that's okay. You're, You're learning some things right now. So then he said, well, how do you feel in the Holy Spirit? speaks like how do you know what's it feel like to you and my like, gosh you know that's uh talk it's, about it's, a rabbit hole yeah it's not uh, it's not simple to to explain by any means so i just said you know it's a uh, Sometimes it's just an urging that I cannot, I cannot put words to, to it. I, it just, it, you know, it urges it happens. And sometimes, it, you know, I get goosebumps. Sometimes I like feel energized. Yeah. Um, and I cannot explain it. That usually happens like on Sundays while we're lifting up praise and lifting up worship. Like I can uh, almost feel the spirit of God show up in the room, uh, feel the presence of the spirit in the room. Um, so sometimes it's like that I said, but you know, on my day to day, on my regular, it's not so mystical, um, really. Um, and if I if I talk about it in the context of working on a message, because that's part of what I do every single week, is work on a message for Sunday. You know, I start off and I pray, um, and I'm and I'm I'm praying part of my usual prayers, and I'm but I'm also praying God. You know, show me what I need to see in this text. You know, uh, give me the words. You know, how uh, how do you want me to relate this yeah. word to your people? Because that's that's the key, right? Yes. it's relating. Yes. Um, and relating it to Jesus and what that means in our life. So God give, give me the words and if I write something that doesn't need to be there You know show me and you know if it's something I hadn't seen yet, or you know write it through me kind of a thing and It's kind of like what I was telling you before we started recording more often than not I mean I can do all my research. I can read through things I can you know put the text in the Google machine and see what else pops up or a thought in the Google machine and see What else pops up and I can go through commentaries, but ultimately what I have learned over time is I need to start writing and if I would just start writing, um, it will come out. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Um, and sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it happens all in one setting. Sometimes it takes me days. This week it has taken me days. Um, but I've also realized that if I get stuck, I need to stop. Um, instead of trying to force it, so try to make it work. I've just been doing this for 20 something years now, and I just know stop. Um, come back to it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back to it, and then. You know, things will come out. And I, I don't want to get more into my, my message because I want y'all to come. Um, but, you know, I came back to something, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm typing, and, you know, something comes out, and it's a phrase. And it makes sense. And Sorry, then that the... phrase is like, oh, wow. And then something came from that phrase, and then it ended up being a phrase that's like, dude, I, that preaches right there. That's That hits me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't make that. God gave me that. You right. know, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, but through that time with Him praying, and then, okay, God, speak. I'll, your servant heareth. Uh, I'm, I'm listening, Lord. Give me ears to hear you speak. Um, and then I go to work. I do what I know to do and trust God to do what only he can do. Um, and it just comes out.
0: Well, I, I hope Donnie's listening, but I hope there's a lot of people, <laughs> people out there that are like Donnie, because I think there's this like mystical, supernatural um, idea or perception and and I mean it, it is all of that but I think people get turned off by it or they think it's weird or something like we're holding seances or something I don't know but um no, it's not mystical yeah I would have to agree with you a hundred percent that um like with like the the feeling the burst of energy and it, and it sound it, it sounds weird but I guess it's is that is that like anointing is that when you feel like anointed or you feel like is that the same thing?
1: No, well, anointing, I mean, literally, um, anointing means covering, that you are covered. Uh, the, to be anointed means to be covered. Okay. Um, you know, the term is from oil, uh, when kings, uh, when the prophets would go to anoint the kings, and that, that anointing, that covering of oil, was symbolic of the hand of God or the Spirit of God covering over them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what that that is. But, yeah, I think some people would say, uh, would say that. I, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily what it is, but that's when... Um I, again it's it's like it's it's it is spiritual. It's not mystical. Um but when you can feel something, like I I, I know when a message is connecting. I can feel it. Yeah. I can there's you know, where again, it ain't mystical, but at the same time I just I can feel it. Yeah. Um uh, I, I, I can I can sense it if you will. And God gives us our senses for a reason. Yeah. At the same time, man, I can be preaching my heart out and feel like I'm preaching to a wall because there is spiritual warfare going on in the room. And I've learned to discern that as well. So that I know when I'm preaching up against something and it just feels like it's hitting a wall. And that's the only way I know how to describe it. I don't know if if it was helpful for Donnie or not, but, you know, it's like, this is...
0: Well, and I think it's helpful to have other people back up what you say that, like, totally know. You know, Shane's obviously a writer because you have to write your message, Mm -hmm. I I guess, a couple times before Yeah, but I suck
1: at writing. It comes out much better spoken, I feel like. Oh, okay. Well,
0: I'm a writer. God made me a writer. I've been a writer all my life, and um, I will say it's very similar. Like, I'm writing something, writing something, and I'm like, man, this just isn't going, but it's, you know, my phone's off. I'm by myself. I'm... Um, my Bible's opened, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like writing in the spirit and then I'll get like what you just said. I'll finally figure out what I was trying to figure out, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it made me think of the scripture that I asked you about a couple weeks ago. Um and I'm gonna say it not right, but Jesus retreats to the lonely places to pray to the mm-hmm. Father.
1: Mm-hmm. Um He often withdrew to lonely places. Thank
0: that's, you. That's the, that's
1: the phrase I really
0: need to start yes. memorizing these a little <laughs> bit better. But I have got most of the words in order. Um but I mean he's he goes off by himself to to in and, and it is kind of lonely. You do have to kinda of cut yourself off from the distractions that we have in this world, if you really, truly want to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just wanted to encourage Donnie or anybody else. I mean, it it says it said the word lonely. It did in my Bible, at least, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, it, it does. I mean, it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. Like, he goes, and he gets by himself, and he prays. And um, a lot of times it's on a mountain. He goes up, um, oh. which I think is very symbolic. Uh, but he will withdraw, go up on a mountain and pray. Uh, but even even when he teaches us how to pray, remember he says, uh, "Go into your closet and shut the door., yeah. get alone with God. Yeah. Um, so there is an idea of the lonely place as being alone, but like you 're by yourself but, but you 're not you're with God it's you and God um, in this moment, um, not surrounded by a bunch of other people that um, you're you are in the lonely places and literally alone with God.
0: Well, uh, and you know, many times Shane, like you're going to God to hash something out Mm because some things, man, you're just getting worn out with something and you're upset or you're praying for somebody, you know, healing or, or something like that. And I think sometimes when we're talking to our friends here on earth, which I, you know, nothing against having friends and talking stuff out. But I think there's just something to be said about not having like other people's earthly perspectives also in your Mm. mind, like go to the father first Mm -hmm. and see what he has for you. Absolutely. And then of course there's always the seeking wise counsel and stuff like that. Like I get it. Yeah. But, to go by yourself and present it before the Lord is is a little bit different of an approach. Yeah. Um, you know, other people's perspectives always being in your ears, it just it just it all of a sudden changes. You're like, Yeah, you're right, you're right. I, I do feel like that about this. Yeah. When maybe you don't or maybe you shouldn't, right?
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that and I think that's where we struggle or or a lot of us we suck at going to God first, mm-hmm. you know, or not spending um, time with God or enough time with God before we start talking about it. I mean, I think the get, getting with God and talking with God about it, man, that's a, that's always the best first step.
0: Well, I think we actually have a podcast that says we suck at this. And I don't remember the context oh, yeah, of I it, so. but I, yeah. I just remember that because you love the titles. Yeah. Shane, normally... Is the one that named the podcast. <laughs> well, let's just wrap this up, if it's okay, yep. with a scripture that we talked about when um, Jesus went. He was in the garden, right?
1: Yeah. So this is this is when he goes to the garden. This is from Mark chapter fourteen, and the the reason why, um, or I guess you know, we're talking about praying and getting alone with God. And last night in the men's ministry, I encouraged the men to pray out loud. Um, it's like that when you get alone with God um, and you have that time with God, pray out loud. Um, you know, you can control the volume. I'm not saying you got to shout it, scream it. I mean, if you feel it, do it. Um, God can handle it. Um, you know, maybe it's just a whisper, but but make it audible. Yeah. Uh, something happens when, when we get it out when we say something. I mean, there's a spiritual discipline of confession um, that is you know it's not a silent confession. It's a it's a you, it comes out mm. and it's almost like a weight is lifted or something. You know. Um, but anyways, I, I I think Jesus demonstrates praying out loud, and I'll prove it. Um, with Mark chapter 14. So they went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Okay. So he goes with the disciples. Judas isn't there, right? So it's 11 of them. They go into the garden of Gethsemane. Y'all sit here while I go over there and pray wherever Mm -hmm. here and there are, right? I'm
0: going to be by myself.
1: No, no. Oh, um, he took Peter, James, and John along with him.
0: Oh, okay. Forget what I said.
1: Yep. So now he gets—he's got three guys that are going, and they're near. Okay, I don't think that they're right there, literally side by side with him, but they're going to be closer than the other guys, and that's significant for this this reason. Okay. Um, deeply stressed and troubled, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, to who? To Peter and to James and to John. Okay. That's who he said it to. Stay here. And keep watch. So now he's going a little farther. So now verse 35. So going, now he's by himself? Now he's by himself. Okay. Going a little farther, so he's not literally side by side, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he cried, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, Are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Verse 39. Once more, he went away and he prayed the same thing. So I made a couple points last night. First of all, I made the point of man, it's okay to pray the same thing. If you've got something that is burdening you and on your heart and it's not settled yet, it's still unsettled, God can handle you praying for it and praying for it and praying for it. Um, and if nothing else, I'm going to use Mark chapter 14, what Jesus prayed as my, my, my case in point. Because verse 39 says, Jesus went away and he prayed the same thing. He goes away three times and he's praying the same thing. Each of the three times. Um, And there may be some other variations of what he says afterwards or beforehand, but he's at least he is praying the same thing Mm -hmm. um, at least twice. Uh, He certainly prays the same thing. So it's okay to pray the same thing. And then also encourage pray out loud, because if Jesus was praying this silently, then how did John Mark know what to write down? Yeah. Peter is within earshot. Peter, James, and John—all um, scholars um, are pretty much in agreement on this—that John Mark got his information from Peter. Um, like John, the, the the Gospel of Mark is kind of the Gospel of Peter because Peter is the one who's telling the story, right? Um, That's maybe another podcast for another day. But anyways, um, well, how does John Mark know what Jesus prayed? He wasn't that close to Jesus, so did Jesus tell him afterwards? Hey. Um, one one day y'all might want to start writing some stuff down And when you do, this is what I pray Just in case you want to put it in the story Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, it might have happened that way Or it could have very well been That's what Peter remembers him praying Before Peter fell asleep
0: Well, and also, correct me if I'm wrong But it sounds like Jesus was there, like, for a while Like, he didn't just, like, fall on his knees and say Hey, God, can you fix this? Amen Like, he, I mean, they fell asleep
1: Yeah, they fell asleep And, and we talked about that last night It's like, you know a uh, I, I, matter of fact, I think Donnie was the one who asked. You know, was it the devil? You know, was the devil at work in this? Like, uh, maybe, maybe they're just human at this point. Because I mean, it's late at night. You know, they're tired. This is, um, you know, they've had a long week. Um, they've just celebrated the Passover. Jesus did the whole thing of turning the Passover up on its end and said, uh, "From now on, every time you do this, remember me. This is my body, my yeah. blood, not the blood of a lamb mm-hmm. uh, that commemorates Egypt." So they've had a long night. Jesus has shared some, some like unbelievable things with the disciples just pouring into them you know all the gospels slow down on those last couple of days and you get a lot of information of what jesus said must have been taking notes you know writing some stuff down um so he's pouring i mean he's pouring out to him he's talking in ways that he's never taught before and so you know who knows how long the passover celebration goes and now it's into the early hours of the morning you know the late hours of the night you know we're 11 o'clock 12 o'clock one, two, three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning whatever it is um, and now he takes them to the garden, to the lonely place, to get down and pray. Yeah, and it's um, quiet. And asks him to keep watch for him and pray. Um, and then, you know, how long is he there? An hour? Two hours? I don't know. But um, he's there for a hot minute, um, enough for them to keep falling asleep. And why are they falling asleep? Well, they're exhausted. Yeah. You know?
0: And they had a little wine.
1: And they had who knows how many glasses <laughs> of wine. At least four. Yeah. Um, if they're following tradition of the Passover. So they've had wine. I, I even talked about that last time. I was like, you know, they, they've had some wine. They're tired. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, by the third time Jesus tells them, Hey, get up, rise, let's go. Um, here comes my betrayer. And that's when Judas and the, and the the mob show up.
0: You know, I was talking to someone the other day and I said, you know, Shane and I, we do a podcast and he was like, you do a podcast on what? I was (laughs) like, well, I mean, you know, there's like so many things that you can just hash out. Like he does a really good job of, breaking it up and making us understand like what what we're reading and it it's kind it's really interesting and he's yeah. like really I'm like yes besides this podcast guys <laughs> you know what else and I don't know I think you'll agree with me has been helpful cuz I'm a visual person yeah. is watching the chosen that show Oh yeah. Um I don't know if you're going to remember I'm still in the very beginning of the season So so am I. Okay. I haven't
1: gotten past maybe the first episode of season 2.
0: Okay, well we're on t- Chapter one, season one. Do you remember when um, Jesus has like a camp, like there's like a tent and there's a little girl and he's making the doll for the uh-huh, little girl? Yeah. Well, he he's praying out. Like, do you remember the part? It's like at nighttime, the fire's going, she's not there. But he had like walked away and he's praying to the father and mm. in his language, like it's, yeah. there's the subtitles or whatever. But I was like, oh, he's doing it again. He's doing the thing that he does that the Bible said that he does. Uh-huh. And it, for me, it was like a nice visual he was by himself. There was nobody in his camp, I guess, mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah. traveling or whatever. Um, he's out loud, like, kind of crying. Like, I don't, it wasn't even near the time of his death. So yeah, yeah. he was crying about something, just very, like, emotional. And he was pleading or lamenting something. And I just was like, well, there you go. That's yeah. Jesus. Retreating to the lonely place, like it says. Yeah. So I don't know. Just another resource besides this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is, they do a really good job. Yeah, I think
1: they do a great job, and I think it's a. I think they've done a, a phenomenal job of kind of illustrating some, some not just um, you know the text verse by verse, um, I, but I, I feel like they're being true to the text and true to the context.
0: Well, and, and oh, sorry,
1: I don't. No, no, I was just that's all I was gonna say. So I think that you know because they're they're I mean obviously it's it's film and they're having to take some artistic license to make a film flow
0: right. Um,
1: but they're trying to stay true to the context when they don't have the detail um, of you know whatever's happening. So yeah, often withdrawal in the lonely places. Well, if you're going to show that in a movie um, or in a series, you're going to have to create moments where Jesus is in a lonely place.
0: Yeah, praying. and it, and it, it's just a good like. When I read that in the Bible, I'm I can now see like what it might have looked, looked like. like
1: absolutely
0: same thing how you were just saying in our modern time with Russia versus Ukraine, mm-hmm. I think the chosen mm-hmm. does a pretty good job of showing like the Roman soldiers being a little nasty yeah they're absolutely. they're kind of on somebody else's territory, mm-hmm. but they think they own the place mm-hmm. and i I totally have picked that up without realizing that I picked it up until you just reiterated the story about the soldier that I can never. The centurion. 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 I can't do it. Centurion. Um, thank you. So so I mean I do say like you have to I think you have to use other resources to kinda of help fill in the gaps. And I hope this is one of them for yeah. for people. Um and, and I, I do I enjoy the chosen. I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah. No, no, it's a good it's a it is certainly a good resource, I think, and I think it's a good illustration of what's happening and um we may have even talked about this in men's ministry you know as, uh, you know I encourage people like yeah watch the chosen but read your Bible too first, um, yes you know don't don't just only if you only rely on the chosen then you may um you may get excited so, about something that's actually not even in the Bible mm-hmm. yeah they're just trying to fill in a gap that we don't know to keep the story flowing um, but they're stopped again they're trying to stay true to the context of the scripture um, not go too far off course but at the same time you know, build a backstory for something that we don't have a backstory for.
0: Um, to your point, if I had watched the chosen four, five, six years ago, Mm -hmm. um, a, I don't think I would have thought it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and B, I think I would have left with more questions than answers. Yeah. But because I am like obsessed with God's word in the last couple of years since I've been at Greenwood, um, I I feel like I it's just like a um like an added thing. It, you know, yeah. it doesn't really fill in the gaps. It just visually portrays stuff that I thought, "Oh, well maybe that's what the Roman soldiers look like or or whatever." You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Um and so I I I totally I just want to reiterate what you said like doing it the other way around it, I just it does not give you the same. So yeah, you do you do. You got to be in God's word. <laughs>
1: for sure. Cuz I don't remember where they do this at, but like um when Jesus calls Peter to follow him. You know, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus falls down um, after um, this little fishing episode, um, and Peter falls onto his knees and he cries out, um, away from me. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm, I, you know I'm, I'm a sinful man or something yeah. like that. He says this to Jesus. Um, and if you're just reading uh, through, it, through it, I mean, maybe it could seem random, um, to 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 most audiences or whatever of why he he says that away from me I'm a sinful man I don't even deserve to be in your presence, but so so what they did in the chosen was they gave it a backstory like why why did he fall to his knees and, the, and it was like a, like why was this such a powerful moving moment when he had this huge catch yeah. of fish yeah so the backstory that they gave Peter that's not in the Bible mm-hmm. the backstory was he owed somebody some money yeah and his know?
0: wife is like upset. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so they gave, I feel like, a good backstory of, um, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, no, that's not in the Bible. It didn't happen. Uh, Or we don't know if it happened or not, you know. Mm -hmm. But they gave a reason for... Dang, if you owe somebody money and you had an impossible debt and you you were at your wits end well, and, and then Jesus like, just provided yeah. for you cuz yeah. cuz God does that he uh-huh. he does provide for us when we're at our wits end and he does come through when you know those are those are those are the moments where we even experience the 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 mercy the goodness the grace the glory of God um You know, we we miss it most of the time because we're not paying attention, but he's got our attention when we're at our wit's end, you know?
0: Well, and to your point the um, in the chosen as well, the part where he actually goes back to his wife and says, Jesus has said, will you follow me? Or, whatever. Do you Mm -hmm. remember that part? They're standing on the grapes.
1: Yeah, They're making wine or whatever.
0: And I mean, Kyle even said, my husband, he was like, can you even imagine? I'm like, no, I can't. I'd be like, you're not going to follow him. We got to pay off this debt. We got to go do the thing. And she, of course, because it meant so much to her, because it was something that they had been Mm -hmm. praying about. She was like, you must go or whatever (laughs) she said. So I, I agree that that wasn't in the Bible, but for us Westerners and for us that, you know, like to, you know, just Think about things a little bit more it totally could be real
1: yeah yeah it definitely gives the backstory to help people understand what Jesus said the what he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. how
0: it could have felt. Yeah. Well, anyways, there's, there's another resource for you, but absolutely go to your Bible. And please, if you like this podcast, um, if it helped you, then maybe it'll help somebody else. So we always encourage you to share it with your friends. Yeah, please do. And don't forget to come on Sunday because Shane has a word for us.
1: Yeah, I'm going to lay down some word.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. All
1: right, bye.